Thanks for joining us on the Commissioner Evaluation Show. I'm John McGlynn. You can find me on X at John McGlynn75. A couple weeks in the books now. We had a uh, hard to work 12-hour midnight shifts and then uh, Thursday morning until Monday morning. So no beer, no food, just condensed replays for me. It kind of sucked. I got to watch last night's games, but that, that's it. But let's let's get to the good stuff. Let's talk about the improving the existing leagues and some commission questions with you know sent in by listeners. We'll breeze through some NFL news and rumors. Week three injuries, week four waiver wire. We'll review some trades that went down to Miami Glen home leagues. And then finally, we'll evaluate a team to see if it's a fix me upper or a tear it downer. JT, what is new and exciting since last week's show? Oh, I've been sick all week, but trying to fight through a uh, big Steelers win and Colts win this week kind of made me feel a lot better. So excited about where things are going. Snuck out a couple one and two point victories in fantasy football. So you always got to love when those go your way. You're on three in our league, buddy. You and me are in the no. I got barrel. beat at the last second. The last two weeks, I got beat at the end. Oh, it's been brutal. Dead last place. Dead last. Yeah, it's well. No, no, you're ahead of me in points because my team's absolutely terrible. So, yeah, I'm in complete rebuild mode. So it is what it is. But yeah, I get it. Uh, we got another McGlynn on the schedule tonight. Uh, McGlynn's uh, McGlynn is in. Let the fun begin. Times two. Pat, tell us about yourself. Where where they can find you on all platforms and what you do in the fantasy football world that makes people want to follow you. Oh, I got to say first, I love the theme song. That's great. I might have to uh, borrow some of that. That was a good intro there. I love the McGlynn is in. Uh, yeah, um, on Twitter, I'm uh, at McSportsNY. Same thing on Instagram, although I don't really use it that much. It's pretty much anything. It's Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it these days. Um, and, uh, you know, so far, like for fantasy football, I'm kind of just getting my feet wet in the industry. Um, I do a lot of advice. You know, not so much on Twitter. People I run into, people in the work, you know, where I work, and uh, friends and relatives and all that. I'm slowly working my way into uh, Twitter advice. I gotta uh, drop my defenses and learn not to to get a thick skin. You know, a thicker skin for um, for working on Twitter there. But uh, yeah, that's what you know. I, I like uh, when it comes to like fantasy advice. I love you know starter sits and uh, rankings and just trying to get week to week rankings take a look at the matchups and and trying to pick out like the hidden gems not so much the you know 75% 60% rostered guys i love digging out that guy on the waiver wire uh, and and really like there's no better feeling than giving somebody a piece of advice and then they come back to you the next you know after the games they're like hey man thanks for that suggestion this was awesome like i won my league or i won i won this week because uh, the qb you told me or the tight end so um, I just love, I like, uh, I love the game and I love, uh, you know, giving advice for it and just getting more people involved. Nothing better than recommending a Puka Nakua for people. And then the guy just goes off the first couple of weeks because you mm-hmm. have a hunch or, you know, you scouted that guy or that's people you like. So yeah, it's a good feeling to help people out. It, it sure is. You know, as far as that goes, what is, uh, what's the favorite thing you like to do in uh, fantasy football, like ranking, podcasting, writing, like when you do it, when you do stuff, you do like, what is, what is your favorite thing to do? 
um when i i don't get to do much writing as of right now but when i was writing like that was that was really fun because uh you know i'm sarcastic i'm a pretty decent sense of humor so i like to put humor into the writing i feel it makes it more enjoyable um i've been listening to a lot of podcasts and i feel like uh you know once i can actually get a consistent schedule and set something up i don't want to i don't want to half-ass it if i'm going to go in i want to go in with both feet so when i can get a, a schedule ready and get some time and get a consistent podcast going i feel like i'm really going to have a good time with that so i appreciate you uh letting me come on here and uh and you know and get some podcasting experience JT, what's your favorite thing about all this stuff? You're on, you're on shows all over the place. You're doing stuff for 18. You're writing for people. You're you're you got your own show going. Your own, you know, what, what do you love doing the most? When you're just like jumping on these podcasts or writing or what? What do you like the most? Well, my background's in writing. That's kind of how I got into things. Covered high school and college football, then covered the the old Washington Redskins back in the day. I covered them for a bit. So writing's like my original thing. That's kind of where I'm the most comfortable. I, I've really gotten into the podcasting lately. I just like I like the interaction with, with other people, being able to kind of bounce ideas and back and forth. I do some solo shows on the Stew with JT Brew, but I always like it when I have someone else there to kind of chit chat with and bounce ideas off of and, and that type of thing. So yeah, right now my I've got a full podcast schedule. I feel like I'm podcasting two to three times a day like three or four days a week at this point but this is my first full season doing it so I'm, I'm still trying to find my way through like what what is a good schedule how to kind of line all this stuff up so i'm not doing it constantly uh but i love the podcast and stuff which started here with you you let me on this show as a guest and then kind of sticking with me uh i just love you know being able to talk fantasy football and football in general um it's a good find jt hopefully you stick around with me man I'm, well, you're, you're stuck with me whether you like it or not okay all right man i got it as long as you stick in the hockey league, we're good to go. Perfect. I'm there for. I'm that. You believe me, you're not gonna be able. To get, I'm like. I'll be like a tick. You ain't gonna get rid of me in that league, man. I'm, you got me. Uh, Pat, tell me about. Tell me about a day away from the desk, uh, from content, like away from fantasy football, family, pet hobbies, stuff like that. What you do for work, all that kind of stuff. Uh, well, high school teacher. So, uh, you know, we started uh, right around Labor Day. So we're you know three four weeks into the school year. So it's starting to calm down just a little bit. Uh, I'm finally getting back into the flow of the everyday schedule there. Um, I have my two, you know, I'm married. I have my two daughters, and uh, they keep me busy after school, too, with after-school activities. Uh, I do the announcing. Uh, JT, you mentioned announcing uh, for and, and writing for high school sports and college sports. I do announcing for the school I work at, so I announce their football games. I'll do wrestling in the winter and uh, some stuff in the spring as well, too. So um, it's, it's you know, it's not fan. When I'm not doing fantasy, it's still a lot of sports, too. That's awesome. That's good. I love I love that. You got you got the voice for a, an announcer that, that the deep voice you pronounce. Oh, thank you. Pronounce it's so much words. fun. It's just, it, it's so much fun to, to like do the. I mean, it's PA announcing. I'd love to get into like more play by play. We're working on getting the capabilities for that. Um, but you know, it's uh, it's fun when you know if you're either getting blown out or you're blowing somebody out, and somebody on that B team runs out on the field and you announce their name and the pay. You can hear the family cheering section. You know, over in the stands there. It's a it's fun. It's fun to be a yeah. part of it. When you're a Sunday afternoon sitting in front of your TV watching the Red Zone, what's your favorite food to eat on Sunday afternoons? Oh, for me, uh, well, let's see. Being here in North Jersey, it's all Italian food. So, like, pizza and, and all carbs. Pizza, garlic knots, you know, chicken parm sandwiches, meatball sandwiches, that kind of stuff. I, I can't can't get off the red sauce and the bread. What the hell's a garlic nut? What's a garlic? Oh, man, we got to get you. You said you made these. So, basically, all it is is just you take the bread you would use for pizza dough, and uh, put some uh, butter and garlic on it, roll it into like tie it into a knot or twist it into a ball, put it in the oven, cook it, dip those in sauce too. It's it's a good time. And garlic you can get knots. creative with those too. You can put some cheese in. Yeah. Okay. So. I thought you said nuts. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, is no, garlic? garlic knots. Yeah, yeah. Right. That sounds pretty good. All right, yeah. good. 
I'll have to try those. You can drop them That's in a fryer good. too. If you got a, if you got a hot fryer, you can do the same thing with those and drop them in the fryer real quick. They're pretty tasty. Yeah. yeah, cheese in the middle sounds pretty good. Cheese and sausage, all that kind of stuff. So when you get a pizza, what's your favorite? If you get, I get my favorite pizza is sausage. Um, you know, obviously cheese, uh, sausage, uh, green peppers, and Italian beef. Cause it tastes like I'm eating a big combo when I'm eating, you know, like with, with red sauce and mozzarella cheese and stuff on there. That's my yeah. favorite pizza to eat. What's your favorite pizza? Um, I used to, back in my youth, I used to do the, uh, half meatball, half uh, green pepper. I like green peppers on pizza. It tastes really good. Um, but, uh, I'm a chicken parm pizza for me. Tough to tough to find anything better than that. Like bar, I can get in barbecue chicken pizza, but right now my go-to is chicken parm pizza. J top, JT top three ingredients on a pizza. Go. Oh, for me it's sausage, banana peppers, and either mushrooms or bacon. Bacon's good. Yeah. I'm the only fat bacon guy and onions like bacon. a good combo too. I'm the only fat guy that doesn't like bacon. That's it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's got to be super super crispy for me to eat it. But yeah. All right, oh, crispy question. bacon. It's got to be crispy. It's yeah. gotta be crispy. People we, get that bacon on that one. Yeah. People get that baconator. It's like sloppy, slimy bacon. That's oh, like that's disgusting. No, it yeah. is disgusting. So, Pat, how many lineup setting leagues are you in? Um, I'm in I'm in 19 leagues. 18 of them are lineup setting. So I have one best ball, best ball dynasty. The others are all lineup setting leagues. So yeah, it's a Sunday morning is uh kind of a pain in the ass at eleven o'clock setting all these leagues. Yeah, I get yeah, it. So. Tuesday nights and yeah, and Sunday mornings when those inactives start rolling in, especially the ones you didn't see coming. Oof, man, it's brutal. Yeah. If someone uh if someone calls you and says, you know, I was uh blah blah blah, so and so that you know they couldn't get their lineup set or somebody met something, as a commissioner, do you change your lineup for them, even if like whatever they skip they say the excuse is something serious? Like I just saw something last week on Twitter. That somebody was on a plane, they couldn't change the lineup, they didn't have service. If you're somebody who, you know, say like a last minute inactive or something like that, but somebody left them in their lineup, as a commissioner, do you change people's lineups if they ask you, like, if the league's okay with it, or you kind of say, nope, I'm the commissioner, it is what it is, you should have set your lineup better? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go timestamp on that one. When does the text message come in for the for the one o'clock starts? If you can get it within like the first 10, 15 minutes. I'll, you know, I'll, I'm definitely going to consult with your opponent, but I'm probably going to give it to you. Like, uh, you know, if you give me the, I, I was somewhere with no service or something, I didn't realize this guy was going to be out. I'll probably do it for you. But, um, you know, the league, I'm, the league that I'm the commissioner of, we've been going for 20 years. So, you know, we, everybody knows the rules. So, <laughs> you know, you got to get your lineups in there. Cause we had, there was that issue last year with who was it? The Kamara was the late inactive in the, in yeah. the, England game, the London game or something like that. It was just kind of, you're just out of luck, you know? Yeah, that, see now people. A lot of people had said, "Well, if your if your opponent's okay with it, that's you know that, that should be all that matters because you know he's only playing him." But in reality, the entire league that that could be a problem for the entire league. If Kamara scored forty five pitch four points that week and you didn't make the playoffs because you didn't you know you were behind on points or you know it's a butterfly effect when you make decisions like that. So it's kind of like yeah. you have to just kind of say, "Hey, sorry, man, that was the rules." You, you know that doesn't matter what your opponent says. If the entire league votes and says a unanimous yes, you could change it back. Then that's about the only time I would do it. But other than that, man, sorry, SOL. Yeah, and I, I hate to like, I hate to, and you know, we're we're all friends in my league. I hate to kind of put it on the opponent because then if you're if you're the opponent and you say like, well, no, because if he gets you know fifty points from Devin H and I'm I'm gonna lose, like, then you're kind of the you're kind of the a hole. So it's like you know, just put it back on the guy. Like you should have had your lineup in. You know, you should have known. Um, and and like if if you realize there's a problem get in touch with me as soon as possible, you know, like reach out as soon as possible saying like, Hey, this didn't go through. I thought I set a lineup and it didn't save, but like, you can't send it to me at four fifteen when the one o'clock games are over. So, right. 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 
So uh, as opposed to like a normal uh, one quarterback. I had this, uh, go ahead. John, I was going to say, I had this happen to me this week. I had a guy that didn't get Barkley out on Thursday night. He was He's a football coach. He was legitimately at football practice. He got done and was like, dude, I didn't realize I didn't take Barkley out. He had him in two leagues. In one of the leagues, he had him out. The other league, he forgot. I was like, dude, I'll change it for you. But then I got in there and realized it was our ESPN league, not our My Fancy league. My Fancy league lets me as a commission make the adjustment. ESPN does not. Uh, you're just – you're Dunskis. So I told him, I was like, sorry, man, because he got a hold of me, like, right as the game was kicking off. And I was like, hey, man, I would change it for you, but ESPN doesn't let me do it. You're kind of screwed. He's like, I understand. I was like, if it was in the other league, I would have done it for you, but that you have them as well, but I didn't get a chance to do it. So I'm the same way Pat said. If it's, like, within the first, like, minute or two, because I know sometimes sites lock differently. You know, sometimes That's they'll true, lock yeah. a minute or two before this, this, the game starts. And I've had times where I'm, like, changing multiple leagues and it locks on me before I get to the last – one so i'm like if i have the commission power i will change it if it's a legit hurt player if it's like oh i just meant to play this guy over that guy i'm like no you had him in the lineup no but if it's a guy that's legitimately out for the fairness of the league to keep everything going i like to make that change but again like Matt said it's gotta be in the first couple minutes like within like five minutes of kickoff or then i'm like no sorry yeah it's a sleeper's pretty good at that fan tracks is pretty good at that like uh you know i'm not I'm not good at like uh you know I don't really play too many of these on Yahoo and I'm not the commissioner on any of the Yahoo league so I wouldn't know but Fantrax is pretty uh customizable as far as that's concerned uh that's you got to be able to make those moves you have to use a site that has all those f- functions to, to kind of correct those things so yeah you know, Yahoo yeah. would let you Yahoo would, I'm that's the one on the commissioner and Yahoo would probably let you make that change so okay um in the in the future do you see a world where the running back where only one running back spot is needed not like two like the typical two rb spots just because of the way the running back situation is going or is that kind of uh it's even better to make people squirm when they have to make the running back decisions like this um yeah i i i have to tell you i do play in one league where you only have to start one running back and it's it's a luxury when you're drafting because then you can just let it go but like i i like it being in there i like there being two running backs so many um teams seem to be moving towards that committee you have so few like true workhorse backs um and uh so i think it's it's gonna be that you know easy position to fill it's gonna it's gonna lead to more like gabe davis's type players where it's like you you throw somebody in as your second running back and like they could get 30 yards or they could you know bust off you know you're gonna start to put in those like home run hitters guys that you think can break a long touchdown and so it's like having that third wide receiver, the second, you know, or the second running back. Like it's just going to be somebody in there that's kind of a a chance, like a lottery ticket per game. So I, I like keeping it. I don't see uh, leagues getting rid of it. I think most leagues would would want to keep it in because then you, at that point, the more flexes you have, then you're bordering on like ultra flex. Which I'm in one of those leagues, and I, I'm really not happy in there. Wow. You know, but I just don't want to quit it um, because it, it's just it, there's something missing, like not having to start running backs, not having to start tight ends. Um, so I feel like you got to have. As much as I hate kickers and defenses, get them out of there. Uh, you know, I feel like you got to have that second running back in there. Agreed, agreed. All right, let's jump to some injuries here this week. Uh, Derek Carr got kind of jumped down. He got an AC sprain. It might, you know, people are talking about IR possibly things like that. I, I just, uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen there. The next couple of days, we'll be able to tell a little bit more. I'm kind of rooting for the James Winston incident to happen, but that's only me. Patrick Mahomes got kind of rolled during the Bears during uh, during this week's game. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, Got landed on. He came back in the game was fine. G- Jimmy GQ, another one, got hit, came back in. Now he's got concussion concerns after. So I'm not sure. Concussions are funny business. Some people stay out for a couple of days. Some people are out for a couple of weeks. It all depends on severity and you know the the uh, 
the functionality of themselves and their mind when things happen. Running back, Gus Edwards, concussion. Uh, not too many serious running back uh, injuries this week. Wide receiver, Mike Williams, torn ACL, done, terrible. Uh, Stephon Diggs, wrist, uh, again, landing a kind of funny. It looked like he's okay. Rashad Bateman, hammy. Hammies are always funny. Debo Samuels, ribs, it's more of a pain tolerance issue. Calvin Ridley, knee, uh, he looked okay, should be good. And Johnny Mingo, uh, concussion. Uh, he's again, concussions are funny. So, any other anything I missed on this list of uh injuries that you guys can think of? Uh, man, uh, Josh Reynolds with his milk cartonitis. Man, the guy just didn't even show up like no targets, no catches. And you find out he played the whole game, just crushed me in one league. Yeah, it's well, we're not, dude. He <laughs> crushed me in a bunch of leagues. I had Josh Reynolds all over the place. The big zero just absolutely murdered me. I mean, I had him yeah. going in like 10, 12 leagues. Oh. Just absolutely murdered me with a zero. And, I, of course, I had Khalif Raymond sitting right behind him on my bench. And Khalif <laughs> Raymond got every target. I was like, what is happening? I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, we got some other people to talk about. But, yeah, definitely we'll talk about some. Uh, I never heard of milk cart- the milk cartonitis. That was great, though. So <laughs> kind of threw me off a little bit. Uh, news and rumors. That's, this is my version of uh, what's going on in the league. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, I, we'll switch off questions. We'll start with JT here. So, and he doesn't land on his favorite teams this week. I kind of do that to him once in a while. So we'll start with you, JT. Will Roshan Johnson be able to put this team on his back and salvage the season for the Bears? I just, I don't know what's going on here in Chicago. It's, it's Justin Fields. Just what is happening with him? I mean, I love Roshan a lot, but I mean, he can't carry this team by himself. I Justin Fields is now a completely different player than he was all of college at Ohio State. It makes no sense. He was not a runner at Ohio State. He was a great deep ball passer, super precision. Now he can't even find an open guy if the guy's waving at him. it's It blows my mind. I like Roshan for the future, but he can't carry this team by himself. Like, Fields has got to do something or it's over for the Bears. They're back to number one pick. The Bears are like that submarine that they you know went to the bottom and it blew up. Like it, it was it kind of they put all the pieces on there, whatever it was called, I forgot. But it's just slowly and slowly getting lower and lower, and it's about to explode. This whole team is just Flaming hot garbage right now. That's a bad uh, situation. Yeah, Pat Bengals. Uh, I'm just going to ask a what's going on with the Bengals offense here? Is it? It can't be just a, a, a hamstring issue or a, a, the calf. Yeah, issue. the calf on bro. It it seems like you started to see signs of them coming out of it a little bit last night. You know, at least Chase got freed up and put up his numbers. T Higgins. I, I don't know what was going on there, um, but. And even Mixon, like he doesn't look fast or anything like that. So I, I do have a little bit of worries about the Bengals' offense, but um, I feel like they're you've got a track record with them now. It's been you know how many years these guys have been together and putting up um, dependable fantasy stats. So I feel like they'll be okay the rest of the way. But if if we look, you know, if we're still talking about this calf injury and holding back Burrow in like two three weeks, then at that point, that's that's panic time. It definitely is panic time. JT, when is Damian Harris going to be the Damian Harris we were promised in the preseason? I've been asking myself the same question. I mean, I've got Damian Harris all over the place. I thought for sure he was going to eventually take this job from James Cook. He's going to be the goal line guy. And then all of a sudden it's Latavius Murray everywhere. I don't know what's going on here. I, I love I love Damian Harris on this signing. I thought he was going to be great on the Bills, and it is not working out so far if you're a Damian Harris owner. I want zero RB in the league and my two running backs were Damian Harris and Antonio Gibson. And that was like, you know, I'm like, that was the word. Like, right now, I'm just like, what the hell is going on with this team? So, yeah, I, I couldn't start it's off brutal, any worse. man. <laughs> Pat Broncos, did embarrassing Russell Wilson accomplish anything? I mean, 
it's it's almost like uh, Sean Payton is like Machiavelli in there. It's just by leaving him in the game, he may have actually endeared him to his teammates that Wilson lost over the course of last year and the first two weeks this year. Like, I think his teammates actually felt bad that he had to stay in the game too. Like, right. you know, I, I know that there was a quote from, uh, I can't remember who it was on the other team. It said like, you know, Russell Wilson's done a lot for this league. That was disrespectful. I'm sure that was a mutual feeling, even in the locker room. Like, oh, when are they going to take Russ out? So he may have helped Russ win back the locker room a little bit, but uh, this is another team that looks like it's dangerously close to just, you know, flaming pile of garbage. They just are in real trouble. JT Browns, will Jerome Ford keep the starting job all year? Uh, right now, I think so. Unless something happens to him injury-wise, I think he ends up holding the job. I think Dream Hunt's going to get some a uh, little more carries as he gets back up to speed. But I think I think Ford holds on to this job. I really do. I was a big fan of Ford coming out of college, so yes, I hope so too. Pat Buccaneers, is this the time that Baker turns back into a pumpkin, or was it just the Eagles' defense that good? Um, I think it was a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I think I don't think Baker's as bad as he looked last night, but. I think if he's facing a bottom 16 defense, you'll see what you saw the first weeks, a guy that can put up 250 and two. If he's playing anybody in the top half of the league in defense, top 10, top 15, then it's going to be trouble for him. Yeah. JT, Cardinals. Did the Cardinals surprise the Cowboys or are they actually good? Dude, I I have to be honest. I was completely wrong on this team. I thought this team was the worst team in the league, bar none. I had them under three wins. I was like, I don't even think they can get to three. Man, they have played great. I was like, "Why are you signing Josh Jobs? Give Clayton Tune the job." I'm, I I can't even answer a Cardinals question because I'm so wrong on everything that's been Cardinals this year. Yes. Uh, James Conner looking great, which is helping a few of my fantasy teams. But beyond that, I did, I do not even know what to make of this Cardinals team. They should not be very good. I don't know if it's people just underestimating them or if they are just like so tired of the BS, everyone talking about how terrible they are, that they're just playing out of their mind. But my thing is, how long can they keep it up? I mean, this, I mean, I lost like four parlays on this Cowboys game. Like four, Ooh. like legit. I hit every game but that game, and I thought that was the the gimme pick of the game. And I didn't even take the spread, and one of them I took money line. Like minus 700 on the money line. Still freaking <laughs> missed it. Uh, Pat, Chargers, can Quentin Johnson take advantage of this new opportunity with Mike Evans being out of the picture now? Uh, I mean, this it, it reminds me of if, uh, who was it, Palmer last year, where you got the injury, you wanted to see if he could step up and take advantage, and it just didn't seem like he really seized it. Quentin Johnson, this is his time. I mean, what did he have last game? Three, four targets uh, in a game where, you know, uh, Williams goes down. So, if it, you know, he's got the opportunity. Uh, I, from everything I've heard from camp and everything you've seen so far in the field, I don't know if he's going to be able to step up and do it, but this is certainly the chance, like the chance to go out. Like other rookies have taken the opportunity and seized the opportunity when they get it. I don't know if Quentin Johnson's going to do it. I just don't see – it doesn't look like Herbert has as much faith in him as you would hope at this point. Yeah, right. JT Chiefs, is T. Swizzler going to be a big distraction for this team? T. Swizzle is Taylor Swift, by the way. I didn't know that until yesterday. I, I just do. They're they're – the Chiefs are the Chiefs, man. They've been in the Super Bowl. They've won. There's distractions everywhere on this team. If anybody's used to distractions, it's the Chiefs. I don't think yeah. this affects them at all. Kelsey, I think, loves it. I think he feeds off the distraction. Everybody get into it. So if there's any team built to deal with this kind of mayhem, I think it's the Chiefs. Yeah. Pat, Colts, just keep Zach Moss and trade JT. Yeah, I was going to say, if the Chiefs can survive Jackson Mahomes, they can deal with Taylor Swift. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I'm going on this one. Like I have Zach Moss in a couple leagues. I'm keeping Zach Moss. I don't see this getting repaired. I think, you know, JT stays on the pup list, you know, or, or, 
they keep him out or, or he's going to get dealt. I just don't see him ever playing another snap for the Colts. Don't see it happening. Uh, yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, JT Eagles, if you had an A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith on the same team, would you trade one of them or just keep playing seesaws uh, weekly? I keep them both, man. I they don't. I mean, this is real life. We don't have to have them both go off every week. You just got to have at least one of them go off so you win. So I'm keeping them. There's no way I'm moving any of these guys from the Eagles. Uh, you got to keep as many weapons there for Jalen Hurts as you can. Yeah. Pat, Falcons. I mean, they're passing a little better right now, but what's the story with the Falcons' offense? Uh, I, I don't understand what's going on with that offense. There seems to be a disconnect between the GM and the coach. You know, Ritter throws, what, 38 pass attempts, almost 40 pass attempts in that game uh, on Sunday, and Drake London got six targets, you know, five, five, six targets in the entire game. He should be getting, like, the Keenan Allen treatment. You drafted this guy really high in the first round, for you know, everybody tells you he's got all the talent in the world. It's not him that's holding back the the passing offense. He should be getting 10, 15 targets. If you're throwing the ball 40 times, he needs 10, 15 targets. And for some reason, it's just not going his way. I don't get the whole offense here. I mean, like, even Kyle Pitts, at least he's getting targets now, but it's all air yards because he's getting he's missing. I mean, oh, the, he's terrible. Yeah, they, you see him. And that one, there was a, a video of Kyle Pitts running and Ritter overthrows him by a solid 10 yards, but yeah, it didn't look. He looked like there was a little hitch in the giddy-up. You know, he looked like he wasn't running 100%. So, JT, 49ers, McCaffrey, 18 carries and three catches. The rest of the team got 16. Much better balance. But was it only because they played because the Giants suck? Uh, I'm out on this balance. Why does everybody keep talking about balance? Give CMC as many carries and touches as you can. I love CMC, man. He's the man. Give him the carries. Give him the touches. He's a champion. He's going to be the last man standing this year for running backs after everyone talked about him being injury prone. He's going to be the last guy leading people to championships. Hopefully me to a lot of championships since I bought him everywhere on the low buy. Uh, I love CMC. I guess you can give a few other guys carries, but, hey, I don't think there's any worry. This guy's a beast. Just keep giving him the ball. We discussed this last week, JT, where he's supposed to go to all the way to February, so you can't wear him out right now. So, I'm not a big – I know fantasy-wise, yes, we want him to get as many points as possible in the first 16, 17 weeks, but, you know. He's an athletic get, freak. He's a beast. He's going to make it. He's going to make it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He's he going to make it. He's going to make it all year. I love when he gets up and under his best shit talks everybody when he gets tackled. That makes It's super – it's hilarious when I see him getting everybody's face on the way up on back to the huddle. Pat, Giants, if Darren Waller is getting the most targets and not doing much, what else can they do? Darren Waller's breaking my heart this year. I really had all the expectations in the world for him. So what, what's been going on with him is not the greatest. But what else can they do to win? They got to get Saquon out there. And, you know, everybody in New York right now is killing uh, Joe Douglas because he didn't bring in a, a better backup quarterback for Aaron Rodgers. But Joe Shane, he didn't bring up a backup running back for a guy who has been out with major injuries, you know, several times over the past couple of years in Saquon Barkley. Matt Breida? You know, Gary Brightwell? Like, it, you know, it's it's partially on them, too, the fact that you assumed Saquon, who was the focal point of your offense, was going to play 16, 17 games. And, you know, like history just doesn't show that he's able to do that anymore. So not having a better backup system you know, is hurting them, and they really need him to play. They need to get him on the field. Yeah, they do. JT Jaguars, can Trevor Lawrence be Trevor Lawrence without guys dropping balls, balls that kill drives all the time? Well, this is one, if you haven't watched the Jags games, you just look at the stats, you're like, what's wrong with Trevor Lawrence? But if you're actually watching the games, you're like, T-Law is putting the ball where he's got to put the ball. Guys just aren't making catches. I mean, he had three or four touchdowns that would have been college touchdowns. The guys just didn't get a second foot in against the Chiefs, and then people were dropping balls left and right, 
and that Texas game, plus their off their defense didn't do many favors in that game. So right. I know there's a lot of T law hate going around right now, but I don't think it's T law necessarily. Uh, there's a lot of other factors. Guys got to make catches. They got to help him out in some cases where he's putting the ball where he needs to put it. They got to pull it in, and the defense has got to do something. Do you see the ball hit really right in the chest? And he, he just dropped it. He dropped three balls last week. It's like, come on, man. I know you're. Uh, it's crazy, you're, man. Still shaking yeah. off the rust there. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Pat Jets. Why are they not bringing in a quarterback, a better quarterback, besides who they brought in today? I, I, I don't know. Hypnosis. I don't know what power Zach Wilson has over has over the administration on this team, but uh, not having a better – I saw everything, and every Jets fan should have seen what they needed to see out of him. That Thursday night game last year where the crowd was training for, chanting for Strevler to come in just to move the ball. Wilson looked like a scared child out on the field, and I, as far as I was concerned, that should have been his last drive ever in New York. They kept him around. They hyped him up. But they never actually brought in a backup, and it's—I don't know why. Were they bringing Simeon today? Was it? Yeah. I think uh, that's not going to do anything. Like, and you know, backup quarterbacks—it's hard to come across during the season. But I mean, you know, even the one the Giants have, Tyrod Taylor, like anybody at this point would be better than Zach. Well, bring in Carson Wentz. I know, I know he stinks. Carson Wentz turn the ball over, but like he's—he'll throw—he'll throw the ball. He'll like, he'll throw the ball. He'll pull the trigger. You know, the, Wilson doesn't do any of this. And, uh, and like, at least your offensive coordinator can feel comfortable calling a play or two for him. That's not a screen pass to the tight end on fourth and long. Yeah, I know I know. there's a salary cap and people got to stick to it. But when you don't have a good backup running back or a good backup quarterback or, you know, at least, you know, a, a, an extra offensive lineman that you could throw in at a couple different, you know, a utility guy to throw on the line in case of an injury, you're just asking for trouble like this. You know, especially the Jets knew what they had in Wilson. I mean, they brought in Rodgers. It is what it is. They, it, they were assuming that Rodgers was going to play the entire season and, and Zach Wilson was going to be, just be a backup. But, yeah, man. I, I mean, just, there, were, there were the doubts about him, too, because, you know, he's a 40-year-old quarterback with no offensive line. So, yeah, yeah it was there. The writing was on the wall. The writing was on the wall. JT Lyons, is this team ever going to use Javon ever going to use Jameson Williams when he comes back? Is this team even going to I, use Jameson Williams? They don't seem like – I think the work him in, I don't think he's going to get the type of target share that people are hoping for. I don't think he's going to come in and all of a sudden they start peppering him with targets. I, I think they'll use him on deep routes and stuff, but I mean, Sam Laporte is looking good. Obviously right. St. Brown, they're hitting with a ton of plays. They got a lot of players. I just, I think they're going to spread it around. I think he'll be decent. I think he'll be a long, you know, deep shot threat, but I can't see him getting more than three to four targets per game when he comes back. Also, John, I do want to let you know, we did skip the Cowboys. Oh shit! All right, let's see who is. How do we? Where do? We... It was. I'm pretty sure it was me, and it was a question about Dak. Oh, what's going on with Dak? Is pretty much that's probably why I skipped it. It was not important. I mean, yeah, uh, Dak. Dak is just being Dak all of a sudden again. I don't know what's uh, what to say about Dak. It's like they keep giving him all these opportunities to look good. Michael Gallup finally had a good game, but it's like. Man, this team, uh, such a good defense. Dak's just got to be okay. I, I'm not sure what's going on in Dallas. It's like they look spectacular for the first couple of weeks, and then you turn around and just lay a turd in Arizona. It's just it's unbelievable. You know what the thing was? I was waiting for the Steelers to do this in a couple of weeks against Arizona, and now the Cowboys got it out of the way, going to Arizona and laying one first before the Steelers go and do it. Gallup would be a great number two receiver in a lot of a lot, receiver in a lot of teams. I don't understand why they don't trade Gallup and put Tolbert as a number three receiver in that offense. I, I don't. They got. I think Tolbert is is really good where he could be the number three guy. But I don't. It's, I I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think. I'm not sure how much is it is Dak, but Dak does not look good. So yeah, thanks for reminding me about the Cowboys. 
I hate that. I, I just try to trade Jack Dak away in like every league right now, and I just nobody even wants him. It's no, you're not going to get anything for him. Yeah, terrible. So, uh, where are we at? Pat Packers. What did the Packers do to AJ Dillon? Why is he so bad now? Oh my God! I was such a believer in AJ Dillon. I drafted him every year in my redraft leagues, and this is the first year I didn't. It was the running joke was when am I going to draft AJ Dillon, and I never did this year. I I don't know. Maybe they just kept him in the stable too long, and now like you know the the burst is gone. But he does. He looks like a completely different player. And I was always hoping they were going to use him as like the like a Jerome Bettis type role, where you bring him in in like the late third, fourth quarter, close games out as the weather gets colder, his touches increase, and you know because you don't want to try and tackle a guy like that. When right. it's uh, zero degrees out and minus 15 wind chill. So, uh, but I don't know I, I, whether it's not enough usage, not the right usage. He's just not the same player he was a couple of years ago. No, he's not. JT Panthers, how long should they roll with Andy Dalton even when Bryce Young comes back? I mean, Andy Dalton needs to be on any team. They, the Jets should have signed Andy Dalton. I mean, jeez, just looking for a guy to just throw the ball around and be a mess and to thorn in everyone's side. Now nah, you got to get Bryce Young back in as soon as you can get him in for the Panthers. Uh, I I don't know where Andy Dalton comes up with this magic ever so often where it's like, you know he's not any good anymore. And then he'll put together a game. You look at the stat line, you're like, Andy Dalton? Andy Dalton? Dang, he kind of looked good. And then you like, you know, you're like, oh, wait, it's still Andy Dalton. So now he, he had a good game, but I, I'm not on Andy Dalton. Put Bryce Young in as soon as he gets back. He seems to do this everywhere he goes for like a week or two and then like whatever. I don't know. And then he just he always gives you hope, gives you hope, yes. and then he just crushes it. Yes, 100%. Uh, Pat Patriots, is Zeke going to continue being a serious problem for Ramadre for the fantasy value going forward? Uh, I was taking a look at the uh, the running lock today, and as much as I wanted to come on and say, like, no, yeah, it was, uh, you know, uh, Zeke's never going to be an issue. They seem to like him. You know, his his uh, splits on his carries were, like, I think seven in the first half, nine in the second half. or So it was. it's not like it was all fourth quarter when, uh, when, they, when they knew they had the game locked up. I do think that this week was kind of uh, an exception because the, pa- the Patriots knew that Wilson wasn't going to do anything. They knew the Jets couldn't score on them. So they were just trying to run and run and grind it out. Um, but it looks like Zeke's, you know, 60-40, where, you know, Ramondre is going to get 60%, Zeke 40%. He's not going away. Uh, and if he's, you know, and if he still has a, a couple weeks left of youth in him, the Patriots are going to use him. I'm just uh, in a trade. I sent JT a trade right before this. It was uh, Ramondre and Dak, a couple other guys. I was try- I'm trying to get Bijan out of this, this situation, Oof. but. I'm, uh, there's a couple other guys added in there. Nobody really important, but uh, it's. I was saying I'm, I'm I like the effort, it. but I don't think you're going to be able to get it done. It's it's, it's, a, nice, <laughs> it's a nice idea, but nice I don't think block. it's going to come through. Yeah, JT Raiders. Why does Michael Mayer? What does Michael Michael Mayer have to do to get one target, more than one target a game? I'm actually a little shocked that they're using him so little. I mean, granted, Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers are just getting every look from Jimmy G. I mean, he's going back to those guys every freaking play. But I'm really surprised that uh, Mayer has been uh, used so little. I I think that's going to turn as as we get deeper in the season. Some of these rookie guys get a little bit more of their head on straight. and They kind of know what's going on. I think he's actually going to get more looks. But I think it's just going to take until about – second half of the season before it really starts to happen. Yeah, I traded with Shad right away a couple days ago to get uh uh to get Michael Mayer in a in a dynasty league just because I don't I don't trust Rashad White. I got Brandon Cooks thrown in also as my second as my second it was Rashad White and Brandon Cooks for or Brandon Rashad White for Cooks and, and um Michael Mayer and I I'm I'm thinking that's gonna turn out a little bit long term better for me than than him. So uh we'll see 
Pat Rams, when does Zach Ertz when does Zach Ertz uh, come into this picture? Um, Zach Evans, I'm sorry. Zach Evans, yeah. Uh, I think um, at the rate that running backs are dropping, you got to figure he's going to get in there some at some point. Uh, you know, the Rams playing playing good to start the year is nice. That they 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 did lose the game to the Bengals. They did lose the game the week before. So uh, we'll see how long it goes. But I would I would assume Evans is probably going to end up seeing the field. You know midway through the season just like you, you want to see what you have and Kyron Williams inefficient already last night uh and like I said it's just it looks like guys can't take the beating there's running backs dropping left and right so you'd have to assume that at some point the Rams are going to have to kick the tires on them and see what they got or else they wasted the draft pick especially for a bigger back like that you know they got a bunch of small guys in this team now you need someone to come in here and pound the rock yeah yeah, these, so, yeah I get it uh JT Ravens can Lamar win without any good running backs Uh, the question is, can Lamar win in real life? Probably not. Can Lamar absolutely crush it for your fantasy team with no running backs? Absolutely. They finally started running the ball with him this last week. I loved it. Colts won, which is you know good for me. But Lamar looked awesome. 100 yards rushing, two touchdowns. I'll take that every week. I'll take a Ravens loss and Lamar scoring like a running back every week. So I think his fantasy value goes up. But I think in real life it hurts the Ravens for sure if they can't figure out somebody to help them out in that backfield. It's not always a feel-good story when the Colts win, okay, buddy? Not for everyone, all right? <laughs> ah, for me, it is. Uh, you know, people could they could smack talk me on uh, on the X, but uh, yes, it's a it's a good win for me. I mean, I, we weren't going to let me get the Colts question, so I had to stick one in there somewhere. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Pat, you get the Saints question. Are they ever going to lose another game in the future of this franchise with Jameis Winston as barking out signals for this team now? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I've been waiting for the Jameis Winston era for this team. I'm a Saints fan, so I love, uh, you know, everybody loves the backup quarterback. Um, but in all honesty, you mentioned Derek Carr and the possibility of going on IR. They said it's not a season ending, and it could, but at the same time, it's week to week, so you never know how it's going to go. If you look at the next four games, they got the Bucs, uh, home for the Bucs, at the Pats, at the Texans, and home for the Jaguars, and then they hit the bye. Uh, if he if Jameis comes in, he can he can put that team at two and two in that record. They can they can definitely go on the road and beat the Texans, especially with Kamara coming back now off the suspension. If he's got anything left, um, you know that he can burn it all this season. Um, the home against the Bucks could go either way. At the Patriots, they probably won't win, but home for the Jaguars too. They could take that. So with Winston, if he comes in for those four games, he's good enough that. Uh, he can get them at two and two. If we bring back 30 30 Winston, the, the 30 INTs, 30 touchdowns, you get real fun for a couple games. Uh, and I don't think anybody uh, yeah. would mind seeing that with Four those, all, weapons, uh, with the with the wide receivers we got in New Orleans there, Shahid and uh, Alave and Michael Thomas still hanging around. I would love to see him just start chucking that thing, but uh, it doesn't with that defense, that's not the way they're going to go. No, not at all. JT Seahawks, why the hell is Jake Bobo on the field catching touchdowns instead of JSN? <laughs> Because uh, Pete Carroll hates all fantasy football players. That's why. He absolutely hates your team. He hates you for taking his guys. Uh, it makes no sense. I mean, love JSN, but it's like I, I think I played him in one lineup out of all the teams I have him on. And I was just a really deep starting lineup. I had to play somebody. I'm just nervous about him getting looks right now. I just, for some reason, it's just like, you know, they have no fan. And next thing you know, Artisan's getting catches, did, you know, He's getting catches. It's like they just refuse to use certain guys all the time. They just love to mix it up with a million players. It, I just, it, it, I'm a little nervous about JSN. I know it's way too early to overreact about him, but I'm a little bit nervous about him. 
at this point that they just like to get the ball to randoms in Seattle. Randos is exactly, exactly. Pat Steelers, these big plays are saving Pittsburgh's butt. What what else do they got to do on this offense? They're not the running game's not really working right now. No, you you hope that uh, you know everyone talks about the the numbers on the, the deep stats on Kenny Pickett at the end of last year, the last like six games, and that he looked good going into camp. Um, but I I'm starting to wonder if Kenny Pickett is going to be the next like Daniel Jones, not running for 700 yards, but you know in New York everybody here is like you know he just gave him a 40 million dollar extension. But is Daniel Jones even good? It's like they still don't know if he's a, if he's going to be a real NFL quarterback, even though he won a playoff game last year. Granted, it was the Vikings. But I feel like Pickett's going to, with that Pittsburgh defense and, you know, at least Jalen Warren and the, the artist formerly known as Najee Harris running in the backfield there, like, they'll be good enough to win games. And he keeps hitting occasionally on these long passes. I mean, Calvin Austin just blew away the, the D-backs on that uh, touchdown catch the other day. Um, so – I feel like if he keeps hitting these long passes, we might keep asking ourselves, is, is Kenny Pickett even good? And Pittsburgh might find themselves in the second round of the playoffs. So, you know, if, if it works, they're going to keep going with it. But, uh, it's you know, they'll go as far as Pickett's able to take them and not turn the ball over. I'm just going to run with the theory that, like, Deontay Johnson, losing Deontay Johnson is kind of like the chain falling off your bike, you know, kind of like they had, they already had a plan of just peppering him with targets. Yeah. And now they're trying to change the entire offense around it. So when Johnson comes back, this team might look a little bit different. But yeah, that Calvin Austin, he is fast, man. I know, I know, he's a he's an electric playmaker. But I, I just fear he's a best ball guy, not a regular contributor. That's that's my yeah. problem. So perfect uh, guy for best ball. Love to have yeah, him on my bench. Yeah, I had him everywhere, and I just kind of said I, I could see the writing on the wall here, so I got rid of him. I like, I love him, but he's so small, and but he's so fast and shifty. But he's just not a regular contributor, you know. That's so it is what it is. Yeah. JT Texans is Stroud going to be Stroud is going to be a quarterback at, at, at his peak or what? I said it coming into the season, he was my guy. He was my QB1 in this class. I loved him all the way through. Uh, you know, I like AR on the Colts. I think Bryce Young's solid. But I thought C.J. Stroud was the guy in this class. And he already is coming out looking really good. He's He looks better than I thought he would this early. And he's making this Texas team at least competitive. I mean, this is another team that most people had as a bottom five team in the league. And, and he's playing really solid. I mean, he talked up Tank Dell. We all kind of like, yeah, okay, sure. You you know, you can talk to the team in a drafting Tank Dell in the third round, but Tank Dell's a great. I mean, he's looking really good. And uh I, I think this Texas offense is gonna be a lot better than people think. I think CJ Stroud is gonna be a lot better than people realize, even with him being on this Houston team. I, I just think that it's to the moon with CJ Stroud right now. Yeah, it's is is it, this question, I don't know why it got cut off and said earlier, like, is he gonna be a regular a regular, consistent low end quarterback one? At his peak, so I, I think he can be. I think if you're in a super flex league, he he's definitely slid into that QB two for you. You're starting in super flex leagues now. You're not worried about it. Uh, he's getting enough passing volume, and he's proven that he can do something with the the passes. So for me, I'm I'm starting him in leagues. I've got a couple leagues. He's my oh, he froze. Yeah, yeah. Well, go ahead, JT. You back. Oh, oh no! I'm just saying no. I'm playing. I'm playing Stroud every week as my QB two at a superflex. Okay, Fred, absolutely. Uh, okay, uh, Jake. Uh, where are we at now? The Vikings, Pat. If they're, uh, I'm sorry, Titans. If Derrick Henry isn't Derrick Henry, how bad is his team? Uh, bad, real, really bad. Uh, exceptionally bad. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. 
the the numbers are just terrible. The rushing isn't there in, in two of these. Looked so bad. Uh, you know, Hopkins, Burks, everybody's down. Chig, like the offense just looks like it's in a complete shambles. And I know that if you go back, like Henry still has yet to play the Colts. He has yet to play the Texans. And if you look back at what he did to those two teams last year, uh, he feasted on them. So it could still be coming. But man, if the early warning signs are there and Derrick Henry is not Derrick Henry, this is a team that could be looking at a top two pick, top three pick in the draft this year. When some people pick them to be a, a dark horse, you know, winner of the division, they could just the wheels could come completely off the bus and they could just be one of the worst, worse than Arizona, worse than Carolina looks at times, worse than Chicago looks at times. Yeah, with bringing a new receiver in the offseason, I kind of figured this offense is going to pick up a little bit. I'm a Tannehill fan, especially with the play action, but they just can't get anything going right now. So no, and then I know they have issues on the line, like it seems, you know, all 32 teams do, but uh it's it's so bad. Yeah. JT Vikings, how much is Cam Maker gonna help? Uh, sorry, what'd you say, John? How much is Cam Akers going to help this team? Uh, I'm not a Cam Akers guy. I don't think he really helps that much. I, it's amazing that they talk about bringing Cam Akers. They bring him in, and then Madison has his best game of the year. Granted, it's against you know the Chargers, who don't have a great defense. But uh, I, this Vikings team could be in trouble. I mean, they obviously can put up points. Everybody's seen that. They can't get any stops. Uh, Jordan Addison and Justin Jefferson – they're super fun for fantasy, but I don't think they have enough just with those two guys to get it done in, in real life. I mean, the only thing that's going to save them is the NFC North is just an absolute shit show right now. And so yeah. they could, you know, there's a chance that they could stick in and get in a little run and finish nine and eight and, and still tie and win the division. Cause I don't think anyone's pulling away here in the North, but uh, the defense has to be a lot better. Um, if you drafted Jordan Addison, you're a Jordan Addison guy. You're loving what you're seeing so far out of him. I don't think – I honestly don't think Cam Akers makes that big of a difference here. Obviously, the Rams wanted to get rid of him for a long time. They finally did. Uh, is he an upgrade over Madison? I don't think so. I, I think it's a lateral move. I think it's two of the same player almost. Yeah, I get it. Exactly. Pat, Washington football team, what the heck happened to Sam Howell? Oh, that uh, that was brutal to watch. I, I'm a Sam Howe. I'm a Sam Howe fan. I was rooting for him. Uh, I thought he got kind of shafted in the draft last year, and then I was great to see him get a chance with Washington with those receivers. But that he should not play next week. That should be a Jacoby. That should be a here's the clipboard, young man. You got to watch it. You got to watch a game or two on the sidelines here because that type of game it happens twice in a row. That's bad habits. That's hard to get rid of. You know, you start to develop permanent bad habits. He was. Uh, fading away, throwing off the back foot. Like, it's just the passing, you know, it was like Brett Favre at his worst, where he thinks he can just throw through people. I don't know what Hal was doing on some of those passes last week, but uh, it it got to the point where I, I can't believe that he was allowed to stay in the game as long as he did. It looked like he didn't know how to play quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. All right, yeah, that's I'm, I'm a beat. I was going to say, I'm a Howell guy, too, with uh, with Pat here. I, it just blew me away how bad he played. I'm hoping DeAnemy gets in there. They watch that film for two hours straight, just over and over, and he shows, like, you can't do this stuff anymore, and he fixes it because that was that was the worst I've seen in Sam Howell play. I now granted the defense was good, but he made it ten times worse. Hopefully puts it behind him and, and gets back on track because I'm a big Howell guy, but it was as bad as it gets, like uh, like Pat said. Yeah, I'm not. A, I, I I would figure this offense would look so much different with Eric Bieniemy in there, and it, it kind of had a, a glimpse of like, holy cow, he's changing this offense. 
and they just totally regressed this week. I like the whole thing just kind of, you know, got a flat tire. So and hopefully they clean it up. It is what it is. But uh, all right, that's our news and notes for the, around the league. Waiver wire for week three. So be careful every week. Be careful about overreacting to one, you know, one performance. Don't ignore the players that do well, you know, or don't do well, but, you know, don't overreact either. So uh, for quarterback, Andy Dalton, Panthers, C.J. Stroud, Texans, what are quarterbacks around the league looks good you guys should pick up on your waiver wire? Any any suggestions? Anything you guys think of besides those two? I, I actually – I rode Stroud this week. I had uh, – Daniel Jones was my only quarterback. I, in, in the league I'm in, everybody drafts a backup quarterback. We haven't hit the buys yet, so they didn't cut them for spots. So I was just scraping around. I didn't want to play Jones, so I ended up going Stroud and worked out in my favor this week. And I, I think that's definitely one you can ride if Dalton gets another week. I, who's he got? The uh, the Vikings this week or, or the Chargers? I can't. It's somebody with a terrible pass defense. Um, but absolutely somebody, if the Panthers are going to play him, that you can stream. Yeah, there you go. Running back, Devin A. Chain, of course, obviously. The, but each of them had four touchdowns. So him and Mostert were – that whole it was, it was bad. It just got created. They could have scored 100 points if they wanted to, but – you know, I wouldn't re- overreact on the Devin A. Chain talk. I saw uh, somebody on Twitter today was joking around saying, I can't wait to start Devin A. Chain with 3.2 points next week. You know, so that's that's kind of how fantasy works. Tajay Spears for the Titans, Elijah Mitchell, 49ers, always uh, you know, a must-have backup on your team if you're uh, if you even if you even if you don't have uh, you know, McCaffrey. Uh Matt Burita Giants just just because he's getting all most of the work. But any other running backs you guys to think of? Uh, just, just I wanted to throw it back to quarterback for a second. If Hal does get benched, I would consider Jacoby Brissett. You know, that's somebody that I would consider. You know, like a, just to keep an eye on that Washington situation. If he, you know, if Hal rolls an ankle this week or something like that in practice and can't play next, you know, and has to sit, uh, Brissett's a guy I would definitely go after. Uh, running backs. Um, I mean, if can't, you know, I know, I know we just bashed him, but if Cam Akers is on your waiver wire, not a bad idea to to pick him up in case. Uh, the fumbles actually start counting for Madison. Yeah, volume is. Uh, vo- I mean, volume is. is, is if you get it, you, you got to go with. So, you know, you, people could fall forward sixteen times, you know, and get you some fantasy points. So, if somebody's getting, you know, that many touches on an offense, the guy in front of him gets hurt. It is what it is. So, uh, wide receiver Tank Dell, Marvin Mims again, Marvin Mims, uh, Adam Thielen, Josh Palmer, Quentin Johnson, uh, Josh Downs. Uh, a lot of re- I mean, receivers, they're, they're kind of a dime a dozen every week. These are going to interchange all the time, depending on who's a good game. But anybody else like, you think of here that, that uh, I didn't add to this list? Well, I went off to a lot of Josh Palmer in, in deeper leagues, 12, 14, 16 team leagues, where I've got Herbert or, you know, I'm trying to get that, that stack there or get something else. I don't love Josh Palmer. I've never been a huge Josh Palmer guy. He's going to get another shot with a Mike Williams injury. I'm taking him in, in deeper leagues if I can get him. If I'm in a 10-team league, uh, I really probably don't want to start Josh Palmer. Um, I maybe would pick him up as a backup. I think Marvin Mims is a great pickup. Uh, he's a guy seeing uptick. We're only a couple weeks in. He's already looking – I mean, he's looking electric. Got the kick return for a touchdown. Um, so if Mims is out there for you on your lineups, I, I definitely say grab Mims. Tank Dell is going to be someone that everybody's on, especially in any kind of dynasty. Adam Thielen for me is a, uh, he had a monster game. The vet thrown to the vet. Do you, do I think that's going to happen when Bryce Young comes back? Probably not. But if, if for some reason, Josh Downs is out there, I do like Josh Downs for the Colts. Um, 
so far, Pierce hasn't kind of worked in the deep guy that everybody wanted him to be. They just haven't used him deep. And Josh Downs has looked pretty solid so far. I think he's just going to see an uptick uh, as kind of that underneath guy that he's going to get a lot of targets. Um, so Josh Downs is the guy I'm picking up. If I didn't already have him, which I do in almost every dynasty, he's actually in some redraft leagues. I'm willing to go out there and get him as a backup wide receiver, uh, especially as these bye weeks come up. He might be a decent guy to pick up and play. You know, you would, I know we're talking about a different Pierce, but running back wise, Damian Pierce, with that, the whole offensive line's been in shambles since he, the, since the season started. I think now when they start getting players back, you might see a different Damian Pierce going forward. So if you can buy low on Damian Pierce right now, not that he's my favorite running back in the world, but he could do a lot better with actually a healthy offensive line when they, when they do come back. So, yeah, uh, especially if teams have to start respecting Stroud. You know, if, if they're going to have right. to start actually uh-huh. play, playing the fact that this guy's going to throw for close to 300 a game, you can't just stack the box against Pierce anymore. Right. Also, uh, one more name at wide receiver. I, I know it's a homer pick. Sorry, but if you're looking, if you need a home run, or you know, if you're you're scraping the waiver wire this week, Jalen Hyatt on the Giants. I feel like when you said, "What do the Giants have to do to win?" You know, like what can they do? He, you know, I know he's like caught two or three balls, but I, his Sunday night game, I think it is. I can just kind of see him. You know, it's a one and done. If he catches one, it could be enough to to help make your fantasy week. So, you know. It, Put the hit the little star. Put them in your queue for for the following. Keep an eye on them, but uh, just just somebody to somebody to think about. I thought he was the most overrated player in this entire draft. For you know, but you know, I, I understand he's a best ball guy. He's a he's a guy who can make you know magic happen on the field. But I take I I, I would would you rather have Jalen Hyatt or or uh, Quentin Johnson on your team? Mm. I, I I have to. I mean, the the textbook answer for me has to be Quentin Johnson, and I feel like it's Quentin Johnson because. Um, even, uh, you want a piece of that offense chargers offense, much more high powered than the giants offense. And, and I'm, I'm not a giants fan, but I do have to listen to Giants stuff all day. So, um, but yeah, no, I'll take, I'll take Quentin Johnson. Even with the opportunity that Quentin Johnson, he's going to play piggy bump up right now. I still, I just, I, man, I just don't like the guy. I'm not, I've never been a Quentin Johnson fan. I just traded him away for Roshan and somebody else last week. But I, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I hope he does well. He's one of I, I, wide receivers. I'm the terrible judge of wide receiver. I'm the guy who drafted all these, you know, Denzel Mims and all the, you know, the rest of the guys that have failed yeah. over the last couple of years. So Taekwondo. I just, I just, I feel like I'm not a Quentin Johnson fan. I do. It is what it is, but and I, uh, I'm, I like to, to try and dig up names. Everyone wants names that you can play. I'm sometimes like a do not draft guy. I know that with the revival of Andy Dalton, DJ Chark's name is going to come up. I wouldn't pick him up. I feel like he's just going to be a roster clogger. If he's out there, just let him let him float around in the waiver wire. Tight end, Jake Ferguson, Luke Musgrave, Zach Ertz. I mean, these guys should already be picked up everywhere, but if they're not, you know, make sure you grab them. Any other tight ends that are doing something right now that we're not doing something that are under, under the radar right now? A guy for me, if he's still out there in your leagues, especially if it's any kind of tight end premium or start two tight end, or if you're in one of those leagues that, you know, lets you – play like three or four or five tight ends uh, because you get premium for him. Kyle Granson for the Colts. I don't think he's going away. Even when Jelani Woods comes back, he's, he's, he's the receiving guy out of that group for them. I, uh, Mo Alley Cox is a blocker, hundred percent blocker. They're not going to throw him the ball. Kylan Granson, I think is the guy. So if you're in bigger, deep leagues, I mean, obviously you're in a 10 team league. You're not going to have Kyle Granson on your, on your team, but if you're in a, a 12, 14, 16 team league, where you're just looking for playable guys, especially come by weeks that can get you points. Colin Grant is the guy. I like him a lot. They're going to hit him a decent amount. Um, and I think he's just 
starting to work his way in. He's that third-year tight end for the Colts, so I like him a lot. Uh, Musgrave's a big pickup for me, even in a redraft league. If, if people haven't gotten Musgrave, I think he's they're going to work him in uh, quite a bit. And then you talked about the Quentin Johnsons thing and those guys. I'm taking Mims, Reed, or Josh Downs over either of those guys, personally. Yeah. I take any three of those rookie wide receivers over the other guys for me. I'd rather have any of those guys over Hyatt or Quentin Johnson. Agreed. All yeah, right. And on tight ends, I, I would uh I would suggest to um who is it? Uh Everett on San Diego on, I keep calling San Diego, Everett on Los Angeles and Donald Parham on Los Angeles. Like tight end has been a complete wasteland this year. Parham's caught touchdowns in two games. What's three touchdowns this season? He had two last week, I think. Everett actually had uh, six catches. So the tight end spot's kind of something you can go to there. They're always going to be passing. And like, keep it, if you're playing with, in a league with any casuals, keep an eye on, you know, in redraft, keep an eye on that waiver wire because I picked up Pat Fryermuth in a league. You know, somebody just got tired of, tired of it and is going to cut him. And I know that one of the, one of the owners of my league, has Dallas Goddard and one more game of nothing from him, and he's going to get cut too. So keep an eye on those guys that that do get cut, the frustration cuts, um, because tight end is filled with them this year. You are 100% correct about that. Good point. All right. So that's our our team-by-team team news and rumors kind of thing. Let's go to some mighty – these are my mighty Glenn home league trades, 12-team, 30-man deep rosters, no kicker, no defense. PPR, tight end premium points, 7-5. Superflex five for touchdown and two for interception. You know, regular, you know, six points for a hundred yard bonus, eight points for two hundred yard bonus, that kind of stuff. So here's some trades that happen. Obviously, these trades are in a vacuum, so we you know we can only you know just speculate what's going on. Gardner Minshew and Andy Dalton for Jimmy Garoppolo. Which side would you want? JT, you go first. I mean, I I want Jimmy G because I want the pure starter. I mean, you're basically trading a starter for two backups. So I'm taking Jimmy G there. Yeah, super flex leagues. I would agree, JT. I'm I'm gonna go Jimmy G on that one. So I got this little buying window for somebody. I I Xavier Hutchinson for Andy Dalton. Which one would you take here? Just take the week or two of Andy Dalton or just go with Hutchinson. I like Xavier Hutchinson. He hasn't got a lot, but I take him. I like Andy. I like Hutchinson, but that's just me because he's one of my long-term uh, hold sleepers. Yeah, he's, he's, these are dynasty super flex leagues. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, if I'm going to get one or two weeks out of Andy Dalton, maybe even more than that. Is it? Do I stick with Andy Dalton, or I, I'm looking long-term keeping Hutchinson? Right? That, or what do you want, Pat? I, I might take Dalton. I don't know. I, I, I might take Dalton on that one, only because um, I'm not convinced. I mean, the NFC South's wide open. Carolina, correct me if I'm wrong, gave away that first round pick for next year. So it's not like they're playing for uh, the ability to get it to draft high. If Andy Dalton, if, if they're winning, if Andy Dalton has them a position to win, and Bryce Young looked a little raw when he was in there, I was watching the game against the Saints. Um, maybe they leave him, you know, maybe they leave him in for more than one or two games until he turns back into Andy Dalton. You know, it's, it's kind of like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Looks good for a couple games, then inevitably that six tight, that six interception game is coming. Um, but maybe let on Andy Dalton ride until the the magic is gone. So I, I'll take Dalton on that. Mid twenty four first or Javante Williams? Which one do you want? And mid twenty four first. Uh, you know, Pat, you can go first. Oh, okay. Uh, mid twenty four first. Um, I'm gonna take. Uh, you know what? The 24 draft is pretty good. I'm going to take the mid 24 first. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to look towards the future on that one. I'm not even, you know, even if Javante looks, which he, he looks good this year, but uh, he's never going to be 
like a 20 touch guy. So I'll take the mid 24 first. JT I'm taking right? the first. I, I, I traded him for the first uh, this last year for a mid 24 first and got Jordan Addison for it and was super pumped. Sky Moore, Chiconquo, 24 first and second, which are both mid for Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, Marquise Brown, and Elijah Mitchell. Kind of a big trade going on there. Sky Moore, Chig, 24 first and second, mid for Kamara, Jamal Williams, Marquise Brown, and Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell could be a goal minus something that happens to CMC, but uh, the rest of these guys, you know, I don't know. What do you yeah, think? Like, you know you said, I guess you, if you're you, in you, it. No, good, JT, good. Right. I was going to say, if you're in win-now mode, I could see you trying to maybe grab Kamara. hope he has something left. Maybe Mitchell with the CMC stuff. Uh, in a vacuum, I'm taking the picks. Uh, and if I'm rebuild, I'm 100% taking the picks. Uh, I still might like that side anyway because I don't love the rest of those guys, to be honest with you. I'm probably taking this guy more chick first and second is, is probably what I'm doing because right now might be the time to sell those guys. If you don't do it now, I don't know if you'll ever be able to sell Tamara and Jamal Williams or any of those guys for anything close to a first or second after after they come back. Yeah, yeah you, you kind of sold me. I was, I was thinking about saying, you know, like, even if – if you're winning now, you obviously say, I'll take Kamara and Marquise Brown and hope for the best with Elijah Mitchell. But the value of that first and second there, and even Sky Moore, if he, you know, he has his hit and miss weeks, I'm probably going to take the side with the picks. Yeah, I think Chig's a little under, uh, underrated right now, too, because he's not really producing. But I'll, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably on the pick side there, too. Brandon Cooks and Michael Mayer for Rashad White. That's, this is my trainer's talking about earlier. Which, which side do you want? Pat, you can go first. Um, I, I, I'm not just doing this because you invited me on the show. I'm going to go with the Michael Mayer side. I was not a Rashad White guy. I unloaded, you know, like while his uh, value was at its most in the offseason, I kind of unloaded him in any leagues that I had because I was not a believer. I thought it was all Tom Brady manufactured uh, dump offs to him. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the hope that, uh, especially in a tight end premium, that Michael Mayer becomes something more than he's been for the first three weeks. I'm kind of pissed because I sent a trade, and this was a rebuttal for a trade offer I sent. And I was kind of happy to see Michael Meyer in there. I'm like, oh, I didn't think I was going to get a tight end, like, you know, good tight end, a tight end premium. But then I look back, I'm like, shit, man. I think I undersold. I think I got a lot, could have got a lot more for Rashad Mike, especially after that big week he had last week. Uh, this is a recent trade. So, JT, what do you think? Uh, I agree 100% with Pat said. I, I'm not a white guy. I would rather have I, – I think you could have got more. I think you could have just with the running back landscape the way it is. But I, I'd rather have Mayer and Cooks long-term. I just – I'm not a white believer. I'm just not. Yeah. Then who knows? Maybe you got – maybe you bought low on Cooks. You know, maybe instead of saying I got more, like who knows? Cooks turns it around and becomes that, you know, wide receiver two, wide receiver, you know, 24, 36 somewhere by the end of the season. Then that's a, then that's a trade you definitely win. Everywhere Cooks went, he's been producing. So I was kind of – he's been hurt this year. Uh, you know, he's on the mend, but he's he's back. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm that's what I kind of looked at. I like, I, I do like Cooks, he's got a hundred, a thousand yards and t- like six touchdowns every year. I kind of figured, and I already have a couple good tight ends in front of Mayer right now, so I can afford to let him sit. So that's and I'm not a, I'm not a Rashad White guy. He's, he he cannot run up the middle, he cannot run between tackles. He's a, he's more of a just pass catching. And Baker does dump off all the time, he's the biggest dump off quarterback, and you got a really good receiving quarterback, so a lot of PPR value there, but it's got to be like. I I, don't, I just don't trust Rashad White long-term. And he's already 25 years old, so it is what it is. All right, Daniel Jones in a 24-fourth for Matthew Stafford, Jamal Williams in a 24-first. Let's just call it mid because we don't know. But Daniel Jones, a 24th. JT, this is the league we're in, the Babies and Boomers League. Hmm. So 
Stafford's depressing right now, but it, you know, God knows when the wheels can come off that train. Especially with how many times he got hit yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, it's I'm crazy. Gonna, uh, I'm gonna take Daniel Jones. Uh, you know, there's something to be said for job yeah. security and super flex, and he's got he just got that four year extension. So I'm probably gonna take Daniel Jones in the fourth. There's no, I want that first. I, I just, I know, I'd probably take the first of Stafford. I think Daniel Jones is probably the move, honestly, even though I don't like it. Uh, but the fact that I can get Stafford with a first. Uh, I'm probably going that just because I can get the first, though. In a super flex, you know, it's just uh, it's always so tough. You want quarterbacks to know to stick around. But I don't love Daniel Jones. I'm probably taking the first, though. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be super pumped about it. Maybe I will once draft day comes, <laughs> depending on who I get. But, uh, yeah, I'm probably going Stafford in the first. I just gave up a first for Stafford and Zach Moss in a 14-team super flex league where, like, eight teams are tanking and like six teams are like trying to win it. And I didn't want to give up the first, but I gave up a first for Stafford and Moss because I'm like trying to win it because there's only so many teams in it. So it was a tough gift, yeah. but I was like, I got to do it. Cause Baker was my only other quarterback as my second quarterback behind Mahomes. So it's a tough call. I could see, I could easily see you talking yourself into either one. Yeah. These are, I, <clears throat> when, when it comes to trades like this, and you really don't know. That means it's a good trade for both teams. You can obviously yeah. tell this guy, you know that. that so that it, it, that's just what it means. Uh, Trey Tucker for Andy Dalton. Another Andy Dalton trade. Uh, I'm probably taking Dalton. I, I I still think he's got a couple games in him outside of just one or two this year. And the super flex, I feel like you can never have too many quarterbacks. I mean, if you have Bryce Young as your starter and Dalton's your backup for him, like I'm absolutely making that trade to get Dalton. So I have both guys. Um, if you were like have like four QBs and Dalton's like your fifth, just sitting out there and you're looking to get anything from him, I can see the trade Tucker. Uh, but I think Dalton's probably more valuable uh, just because, again, injury history of Bryce Young. He's small. Is he going to get beat up a bunch? Is Dalton going to play way more games than you think he is? Probably Dalton's side. But if you're. Yeah, I'm tanking. So I'm tanking this league. So I want, I took the, this one, another one of my trades. I don't want the points on my roster. I don't want the max points for because it goes into a lottery into effect. Uh, yeah. I like Trey Tucker, so I, I'm kind of in a situation where I, I have time to wait for Trey Tucker to develop. So um, that's the only reason that this trade happened. Again, these are in a vacuum, so I don't know the whole backstory. But uh, Calvin Austin and Bryce Young for Brock Purdy. Either one of you guys can go first. Uh, I, I, I know. I, uh, I, I know this probably isn't the right answer, but I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Brock Purdy. I mean, like all the guys done has gone out and win. He seems like a two fifty or two twenty five and two machine. Um, you know, as long as his arm stays on. Uh, like you said, Calvin Austin, too much of a hit or miss guy. If this was the best ball league, I'll take Calvin Austin. Um, but I'm not. This goes back to what JT was saying before. I was Team CJ Stroud. I was not a Bryce Young guy. You know, for me, it was Richardson and then Stroud and then Bryce Young and the order of quarterbacks going into the rookie drafts. So I was not a Bryce Young guy. So yeah, give me Brock Purdy. GT. It seems so hard a guy who just went number one overall that you're talking about basically a straight up trade for Brady Bernie mm -hmm. who went last. But for it's uh, but Purdy's on he just he's on such a better offense. Yeah. If he holds that job, you know me, me and John, me and you are team team uh Darnold. So we thought Darnold should have won this <laughs> job. But if, if if Purdy holds the job, I mean he's on a much better offense, he's gonna have a better chance to produce than Bryce Young. So that's the tough thing for me, but man. It hurts so bad not to say the one one 
and take the guy the overall first pick. It hurts so bad not to say it. I don't know if I can make the trade personally. One one for Mister Irrelevant. That's uh, this is uh, what a what a web we weave. The NFL. The NFL is ridiculous. Yeah. It, for me, it was harder to make the choice for the Daniel Jones Stafford in the first pick. And for me, that one was even like Brock Brock Purdy. I wasn't even much of a hesitation for me on that one. Again, like you said uh, <laughs> early in some questions because of the offense. You know, the, such a powerful offense. On you know, dumping off to McCaffrey, dumping off to everybody on that team is just it's it just makes any quarterback can look good on that team. I, I feel except yeah, for so easy. Yeah. All right. So. Well, we got one more section here, team evaluations. Every week we've evaluated a Mighty McGlynn home league team, decide if it's a simple remodel or a full-scale rebuild. Your 12 teams, 30-man rosters, no kicker, no defense. Super flex, five touchdown interception. It's uh, This is a – I got the wrong scoring system on here, this one. It's a full PPR for running backs and wide receivers and, and a 1.75 for tight ends. What are the biggest needs of this team? When you look at this team, what direction are you going and why? This is year four of the league. I feel like this is this team is dead center in the league. You know, they're not winning. They're not losing. And being in the center is a terrible place to be. This team has all of its draft picks because he doesn't trade anybody. It's Joe Castleman's team. Uh, so uh, wh- who are you trading if you're rebuilding? Who are you keeping if you're going to try and contend? Uh, what, are you, what are you trading for? Are you trading for picks? Are you trading away picks? So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to bring this team on the screen, and I'll uh, I'll show you where it is. So this team has Kirk Cousins at quarterback, Gus Edwards and Brian Robinson, not Bijan, Brian Robinson. And then it's DK Metcalf, Mike Evans, Christian Kirk, Kyle Pitts at, at tight end, uh, Gabe Davis and Amari Cooper at wide receiver, Joe Burrow as a second quarterback. So the quarterback situation is pretty good. Desmond Ritter, Brock Purdy, uh, Tyrod Taylor, uh, uh, Tyrod Taylor, yes, yeah, Saquon, Chase Edmonds, Justice Hill, Elijah Mitchell, Dwayne McBride, Zach Charbonnet, Xavier Hutchinson, Tyler, uh, Tyler Boyd, Sam Curtis Samuel, Paris Campbell, Rondell Moore, Dwayne Eskridge, D. Eskridge, Traylon Burks, Velas Jones, uh, Josh Downs, Hunter Henry, and Zach Coons are the uh, bottom, the, the last tight ends here. So if you're on a team like this and you have a lot of good players but not great players, it's just kind of a sandwich of a lot of decent players. What are you looking at here? What are you um, – what, what, JT, you've done this before. I'm going to kind of go to you first for, uh, you know, to kind of – what do you think about this team? This team feels like it's a team that's got good players. It's got good names. They're just not necessarily playing up to par yet. You're not getting a lot out of Burrow. Um, obviously, the Barkley injuries an absolute killer. Um, the White House looks solid. Um with, you know, you're looking at, you got Christian Kirk, Mike Evans, DK, you know, so you got a good trio there of wideouts, Burrow and Cousins at QB. If Burrow is playing like, you know, Burrow from last year, add him with Cousins, all of a sudden you have two, you know, top five QBs there. Um, Kyle Pitts, I mean, great name, isn't giving you points right now. Mark Cooper's been super solid. Gabe Davis has not been. I um, mean, you've got Purdy as a QB three, which is nice. Uh, and then, you know, you got some nice rookies, Zach Charbonnet. Uh, you got Traylon Burks as a second-year guy, so you got like him there. I like Josh Jones as a rookie. You got Hunter Henry as your other tight end. So this team, I don't think this team is that far off. They're a pretty solid team compared to what everybody else is doing. Like you said, they seem like a middle road team. It seems like a team that they were healthy and guys were playing at their max of what you would expect out of them. This team would be competing. But just right now, 
you know, with the Burrow and Pitts not being good, you know, just really kind of struggling. And with, you know, Barkley out, that all of a sudden really hurts this team. So I'm not sure I'm in a total sell window here being like, oh, this team's awful. I'm never going to get it back. If you did sell, you know, the tough part is who do you sell here? Do you sell Pitts at a discount at this point? Do you turn around and see if somebody else would jump on Barkley being injured? Uh, is somebody going to buy Mike Evans, who's been solid, but again, a little older? That That's just a tough call. I don't think this team's in a terrible spot. Just because I think the wideouts are good and the QBs are good. Um, and the tight ends are decent with Hunter Henry being much better. But the running backs are a struggle right now. Yeah, uh, I, if I'm if I'm the owner of this team and you're asking me which way I'm going to go, the thing that strikes me most is the is the wide receivers Metcalf, Evans, Kirk, and Cooper, and then Cousins and Burrow. Like I'm I'm going to go in. I'm going to try and sell off pieces. I'm going to go for it this year. I'm willing to move. You had Hunter Henry on the bench. If I'm willing to move Pitts, I know the value is low, but I'm starting to wonder, much like I am with Jamison Williams on Detroit. There, like if it's ever going to happen. Um, you've got, even you have Brock Purdy as a solid third quarterback. So God forbid something happens to cousin or Burrow has to go on IR because the calf injury, you can still stay afloat with that quarterback situation. Barkley's going to come back at some point. He's going to come back, you know? Uh, so I'm looking to move. I'd move pits. I'd be willing to move pits. And I think you can still get something for him. Someone out there still has a uh, pits fascination. Uh, Charbonnet is a young piece. You, can, you know, you want to move on him, but at the same time, like, are you, I'm good at this point. I've decided I'm going to go in. I'm going to go for the win. So I'm willing to move Charbonnet. Everybody loved that video of him trucking some guy over. And then I'm going to target certain guys. Like I'm going to take Josh Downs and I'm going to go to the um, Richardson owner and try and, you know, say, hey, you want to, you know, want to pair your future wide receiver for life there and see what he's got along the lines of like aging veteran running backs, uh, you know, um, aging wide receivers guys that uh, like a not that i would trade uh downs what's his name yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't trade uh downs for like a, a michael thomas but like michael thomas is a guy who's like i feel like you can bank on six for 60 like at this point if you're going to go for it you just want to make sure you're putting in guys that aren't going to give you a zero so um i like this team i would i would move forward with it but i said i'd be willing to definitely trade pits i'm holding on to all the quarterbacks barkley i'm, I'm going to plan on him coming back you want to take Mitchell and trade him off to the the McCaffrey owner, Charbonnet. I think Charbonnet is somebody that has appeal besides just the Kenneth Walker owner, so you can move him. Um, if Traylon Burks gets two games in a row, I might jump on the ability to move him. And like I said, if I'm down, if I have downs, I'm going to go after the the Anthony Richardson owner and try and pair him up and see what's the best I can pry away from on his team. But if I'm that team, I'm going to say, you know, a lot of those guys look like. You got a good two-year window with some of those guys. And then then the wheels could completely fall off the bus. Evans, um, you know, Barkley, uh, Cousins, who knows where these guys could be in two, three years. So I would say go for it. Hold on to that first-round pick. You said he still has the first-round pick. Hold on to that until, like, week before the deadline. Pry it away. Pry away Devontae Adams from that from the owner who has him as long as he's not, you know, competing. Um, but I would go for it if I was his team. Pits for, like, Sam Laporta and something, you know, that kind of stuff, like – that would be, uh, you know, Sam Laporta plus. It would be a good yeah, uh, like a Laporta owner right now could be could be saying, like, this is a great streak. I should try and unload him while he's at peak value. I wonder if I can get Kyle Pitts for him. And the Pitts owner is like, I wonder if I can get, you know, who, who can <laughs> I get for Kyle Pitts? And that's a trade that's funny you mentioned that, that I've had in my head because I have Pitts in one or two leagues, and I was like, let me look up the Laporta guy and see. I was like, because I'm, I'm buying into mm -hmm. Laporta. So yeah. 100%, if you can get him. 
I'm, I'm guess I'm ready to move on from Pitts. Very good, very good. I like the. I like Pat's idea of like maybe try to see if you can trade off Elijah Mitchell for like a third and then turn around and trade that third for like a Michael Thomas, you know, see if you can get somebody that's a little more playable on a week to week basis. So I kind of like that idea too. Yeah, my, Michael, Thomas's owner, Michael Thomas's owner is dying to get rid of him. I'll tell you right now in fantasy, no, they don't really want him, but as long as he stays uh-huh. healthy, he's going to get you 10 to 15 points a week. I just got a second for Elijah Mitchell uh, from a team that's probably mid uh, a couple weeks ago when I started breaking apart my team. It was It was pretty nice. I was super impressed by that. But, JT, I know you got somewhere to be in like a minute and a half. So uh, you want to see yourself out? Just kind of tell everybody can find you at what's going on, where you're, where you're going to be at in like three minutes. Yeah, everybody uh, check me out, uh, JT Orange, uh, on the X, the host of the Stew with JT Brew. Check me out on Dynasty Pro's football channel. I'm headed over there right now on the YouTube page. We're going to do our Tuesday night Debbie show where we break down uh, college football week four and talk about all the Debbie guys we like coming up for the week. So check me out there on the Dynasty Pro's YouTube channel. All your, I got IDP stuff everywhere, so hit me up on that on DLF or uh, – Oh, on Fantrax. Fantrax, yeah. Check out my IDP article. will be out tomorrow morning. So thanks a lot for having me on the show, John. Yes, Fantrax. We got our hockey league starting on Fantrax pretty soon. We got a couple football leagues in Fantrax. If you guys are not into Fantrax right now, check it out. They got a lot of customizable stuff. It's, uh, you know, pretty up and coming as far as I'm concerned. They're doing a lot of nice stuff in that, in that site. Pat, where can everybody find you at? Uh, like I said, right now, pretty much just Twitter or X, Abmix Sports NY. Uh, I'm working on putting more content out there. Like I said, getting into the podcasting. I know it's a, you know, a drop in the ocean when it comes to the fantasy industry. There's a there's a million of people out there, but uh, I guess you know get ready for a million and one. So yeah, there you go. Hey man, you gotta you gotta put your hat in the ring if you want to. You know, that's you right. Beat man, you gotta beat the man. You gotta get in there. John yeah, McGlynn, like John McGlynn. Says, if you're gonna spend that much time doing it, you may as well you know go all in. So yeah, John McGlynn, 75 on the X on the Des Bryant machine. So uh, we'll see you guys later. Thanks to all. Thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on. You guys are much appreciated. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. McGlynn is in. I repeat, McGlynn is in. Let the fun begin. This is the Commissioner Evaluation Podcast with your host, John McGlynn. Is that Herms? He got them guests on the Rolodex, stopping by to talk about some Dynasty Superflex. Everybody, yo, commish is in. It's time to sit down to listen to John McGlynn. Yo, who we trading, who we fading, who we getting off the squad? Knowledge never overrated, playing for number one. And yo, McGlynn is in. It's time to let the fun begin. It's the Commissioner Evaluation Podcast with John McGlynn.